So the lectionary text this week, uh, the first week of Advent 2018, comes from Luke 21, 25 to 36. And uh, I'm, I'm actually um, working with a guy who is um, kind of doing some co-interim pastoring with um, uh, someone. And uh, he, he's a missionary. He's never, he told me, he said, I've never really done a whole Christmas season um, in a church, and so what should we do? And I said, well, um, for the, the Sunday or two that I'm going to preach, I'm going to do the lectionary. And he said, what's that? So we had uh, had a nice conversation uh, in the past week or so about the lectionary and what it is and um, how it can be used. And um, so I'm not preaching this text. I'm actually preaching next week. But um, so anyway, but I, I, I've helped worked with him in uh, giving him some pointers, some ideas about how to use this text. And um, so it's, it's going to be kind of, it's going to be fun to watch this unfold with him. The text, the gospel text this week comes from Luke 21, 25 to 26. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all the things have taken all the all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard, so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day you catch, and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So, um, as I was talking about this text with him, um, let me just share with you how, how I would approach it and how I would preach it this week. Um, and it would all be centered around this idea. We need Christ to come, and we need to be ready to receive Him. Um, we live in a broken world. Between war and persecution, poverty and pain, harassment, uh, misogyny, immigration, so many things in our world that are broken including our own humanity. And it feels like, or at least it's portrayed in the media like, things are horrible and they have never been worse. And while I know that's not necessarily the case, it does look uh, grim, at least in the U.S., from a Western perspective. Politically, spiritually, religiously, even the financial markets are are broken or seem to be broken. Uh, they're down. There are um, signs of frustration all over the place. We've got riots taking place because of p- 
politics, which to me is um, a bit on the uh, the crazy side. But nonetheless, it is what it is. And the reality is, that's what is today. Uh, we had a, a, a missionary to a, a group of unreached people, to an unreached people group, uh, get killed. That happens more often than, than I think we realize. We just don't hear those stories. And we need Jesus to come. We want Jesus to come. And there's a selfishness in that because we want him to come to take us away because we don't like pain and we don't like hurt. But, and so we need Jesus to come. But we need Jesus to come in a very real way, in a very uh, powerful way. We need the kingdom of God to be evident and present in our world. And we need to be able to see that. And so we need, um, we need Christ to come, but more so, Christ is already here. His kingdom is here. We need to be ready and prepared to see him. In the context of, the, of our text today, those first century hearers would have been going through persecution and pain. They would have been, people would be trying to run them off or run them out. You had the diaspora, which launched Christianity into the, the context of the world. And people needed a savior. They needed help. They needed rescue. They needed hope. And they needed Jesus. A, a savior was needed to point people to God. And so Jesus came. And he did that. He was the Savior that Israel was to be, but failed. And he came humbly. He came humbly as a baby born to a set of meaning, no-nothing parents, nothing unique about them other than a virgin birth. So he came humbly, born in a cabin, born in a, a, a stable, to nondescript parents, with a nondescript life for most of his life. But he will come again, the text says, with power and great glory. And so just like those first century hearers, who hadn't heard from a word from God in over 400 years. We need Jesus to come. But we need to be ready to receive him too. And I dare say that Jesus shows up most days in our lives. He's here. His kingdom is here. He shows up in our thoughts. He shows up in our spirit. He shows up in our work and in our churches. And we need Christ to come. But we need eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying 
and doing. See, we want Jesus to come. We want Him to come and take us away because life gets tough. But Jesus wants us to be where He is. And His kingdom is in heaven and it is here on earth and He is here. We just have to be able to see Him. We have to be able to receive Him. And that's really the unfolding of Advent. The anticipation, the waiting, the longing that they had for a Savior 2,000 years ago. We have for a Redeemer today. And Jesus said, Stand up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. The Redeemer is here. We just have to see Him. We just have to be prepared to hear Him. We have to be prepared to know Him. And so what do we need to do be prepared for that. Just a few things. We need to be quiet. We are so busy and we are things are so loud and I have a four-year-old and he is crazy, but when he goes to bed, I have time to be quiet. Before he wakes up, I have time to be quiet. You have time during the day to be quiet and to listen. We need to be looking. I, I was preaching last Sunday from the lectionary text on the kingship of Jesus. And, the, and, and so I, I, one of the things I talked about was what needs, how do we see the kingdom? Do we need to see the kingdom and be aware of it? And so I pulled that text from John, uh, Luke 4, where Jesus defined his own mission in terms of blind seeing and brokenness being healed and So, if you want to see where Jesus is, if you want to see the Christ, find places, find people who are working with, with poor and broken and hurting people and participate with them. You'll find Jesus there. You'll find the kingdom there. You'll find the vibrancy of the Jesus of the Christ there. And you will find hope there in the midst of hopelessness. So we can sit and be, we can be quiet, we can hear him, we can go and participate with people who are touching touching the broken and in the hurting and the and this, the heartbroken and the, the homeless and the orphan and the prisoner. And we can be Jesus. And we can see Jesus. Journal. 
take the scripture, open it up, read it, and then journal about it. Lectio Divina. Meditate on the passage. Meditate on the text. Let the Spirit speak to you. So, listen, see, do, meditate, and pray. Jesus, show me where you are. Open my eyes to see the Jesus that stands in front of me. Help me to know your presence. And help me to know your work. And when we do that, we can, we can see the Jesus that's already here. I mean, we do need Jesus to come. And, and, and we do long for that for Jesus to come and, and, to, and to, to give us that new heaven and that new earth and to, to wipe away every tear and wipe away every, all pain. To be able to stand in His presence and see the glory of the risen one. We want that and we long for it. But until then, the best way to anticipate and to, to honor what he's already done is to be doing, to be listening, to be seeing, to be doing, to be meditating, to be sharing, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, to touch the lives of people that he would touch, and to speak out against the injustices just as he would. So it's not Jesus, we need you to come. It's Jesus, you are here. Help me to be ready to receive you and to see you. And help me to wait until you ultimately come back in power and in great glory. Amen.